here we go. Hey, good afternoon, Top Fan Rivalry followers. It is Bill from Top Fan Rivalry, and I am excited. We've got a new guest on the podcast, a new guest in the clubhouse today, a gentleman that I've met a couple of times recently, uh, which we'll talk about throughout the podcast, but I'm excited to have him on. So, Roberto, thank you for taking your time with me today. Thank you very much for having me, Bill. It's a pleasure. I'm excited to talk talk baseball with you. So first and foremost, I know you have a deep history in baseball, but before we go into that, who's your favorite baseball team? Well, Roberto Clemente was my favorite player growing <laughs> up as a child. So in the Los Angeles area, people thought that I was crazy cheering on for the Pittsburgh Pirates back in the day. Yeah. I then adopted all the Pittsburgh teams, Pittsburgh Steelers, Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, short of not being in Pittsburgh, I was their biggest fan because of Roberto Clemente since we shared our first name. And Roberto Clemente, yes, you well know, passed away in an airplane crash delivering supplies after the earthquake in Nicaragua. So death was just a concept for me growing up. And then when Roberto Clemente died in that crash, it became real. And he said, if you aren't doing anything good in life for others, then you're wasting your time on earth. So I took on that philosophy and hence I'm a school teacher. I am a radio broadcaster, and I am an advocate for Italian baseball. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. When you see, for those of you listening on the podcast, we did launch this on the YouTube channel. So check it out at Top Fan Rivalry on YouTube, and you'll tell he's wearing his Italian jersey and his hat, and he's got a flag in the background. So, I mean, he's, he's pretty well Italian verse, so it's good. So, so now, I love Roberto Clemente. Besides for him being your favorite player, do you have a current favorite player who plays? Well, Anthony Rizzo, I'm saying it in Italian. Right. Because it used to be Rizzo until he joined Team Italy in the World Baseball Classic, and then it became Rizzo. Uh, I would say he is one of my favorite because – he, you know, was drafted by the Padres. And as you well know, I live in Southern California. Right. And as a result, you know, he uh, is sort of California based in that regard, being drafted by the Padres. Uh, and then he had a bout with cancer. And many people don't know about his fight through adversity. And he is really embodiment of Roberto Clemente and giving back because every chance he has in on the road or in Chicago, he's visiting kids who are battling with cancer. And he was a survivor and he's a role model for these kids that they could break on through and beat the odds and become who they want to be. So I'd say modern day Roberto Clemente is Anthony Rizzo. 
You know, I'm a huge fan. I, I have always been a huge fan of of Anthony. Um, he's a Dodger killer. You know, as I'm a Dodger fan, but he was a Dodger killer when he was in Chicago. But he's just such a good dude. And you've already mentioned some of the stuff that he does. I gotta, I'm convinced that that guy can go anywhere in New York City or Chicago and never pay for his own meal because he's such a good guy, right? And so, uh, and he had a great off uh, postseason. He had a fantastic postseason. The Yankees didn't do much, but he had a great postseason, right? True. And if you're going to ask me a question of a past retired player, okay, and I put in a plug for the one and only Mike Piazza, Hall of Famer and current team Italy manager. Yes, you can. You know, I would have to put in my two cents for Mike. And as you well know, I have produced a new movie called Introducing Team Italy Manager Mike Piazza, which is making its Southern California premiere at the Fullerton Museum on Saturday, December 10th. December 10th. And my friend and colleague, Christopher Peluso, Mm -hmm. another fellow Italian-American, will be in the the show. Right. And he, you know, is a great artist and he will be there, as will Pato Banton, a Grammy nominated artist who is well known in the reggae category, who did the soundtrack to the movie. So it's going to be a multimedia event if you're a lover of baseball, Italian heritage or reggae music this one's for you so count come me join. In. I'll, I'll be there december 10th count me in lovely so i you know it's funny that you mentioned i got a funny mike piazza story for you so i interviewed two separate mets fans over this last season and one is um one is a jewish american and her favorite all-time met is mike piazza um, now, us Dodger fans think of him as a Dodger, but when he hit that home run after 9-11, he became a Met. Let's let's just call that like what it is. And I interviewed another Italian-American gal, and she didn't even mention my fiance. And I said, you know what? When your parents hear this, you are in trouble. So I get a message from her, um, and uh, she says, talk to my mom. She listened to the podcast. I'm not in trouble because I didn't mention my fiance, but she asked me to mention it next time. Absolutely. That's great. um, I really believe that uh, he's done a lot for Italian baseball. And of course, Team Italy is the underdog in the 2023 World Baseball Classic. But uh, we will upset some top dogs, guaranteed. Let's let's uh, I would love to see what Mike Piazza can do. I'm I would love to see what Mike Piazza can do. Um, and I love the fact that you mentioned Roberto Clemente and his off the field character and leadership, as well as Anthony Rizzo. I'm going to say it in American, right? Rizzo. Um, but I love those those two categories. So you have a rich history with baseball, though. Tell us about it, because you mentioned your movie. But tell us about some of your history in baseball, because I know you have a deep history. I've talked to Christopher and and others, and, and they speak very highly of you. Yeah, well, 
it goes back to my broadcasting days because a guy named Jimmy Christopher, who was the PA announcer for the Texas Rangers, he was my program director at KNAC in Long Beach. That was a, a station that was really uh, in the shadow of K-Rock, K-R-O-Q in Los Angeles. Right. Because we had 3,000 watts and we had this transmitter in Signal Hill. And if the wind blew more than 15 miles an hour, we were off the air. We were done. Yes. So Jimmy Christopher believed in me. And I was a college student at the Claremont Colleges. I started in radio when I was 17 years old at KSBC, The Space, 88.7 FM. And Jimmy Christopher knew that. So he gave me a chance. A guy named Richard Blade, who was a celebrity, and I think he's on one of the satellite stations with the Rock of the 80s format. He left KNAC on a moment's notice and went to K-Rock. And so Jimmy needed a replacement that night at midnight. So I took on the responsibility of doing the graveyard shift at Rock and Rhythm KNAC. And we used to have DJ choices twice an hour. So we'd follow a format A, B, and C category but we'd have two times during the hour, the ability to play our own music from our own personal collection. So at the time, uh, groups like Sublime and No Doubt were independent and unsigned. So I really sort of broke those bands in Southern California by playing their music on the radio every opportunity I had. And then that got the attention of some music industry moguls who then took notice and signed them up. And since then I've written liner notes for the Sublime box set. And most recently the Sublime dub album with Scientist and Mad Professor. These are well-known dub producers. And so to make a long story short, Jimmy Christopher, he said, hey, Roberto, can we do a broadcast of a Pomona Pitzer Sage Hen baseball game? At the time, I was program director of KSBC then. So he wanted to create a demo tape, which then he would utilize and eventually land the gig with the Texas Rangers. So we did play-by-play broadcasting of the Pomona Pitzer Sage Hand, which was the first time because this is a low-profile team that really had never done any on-air broadcasting of their their you know games. So we brought him into the mix, Jimmy Christopher. Then you know believed in what I was doing with reggae and ska music. And he eventually gave me uh, my own radio show and it was Roberto's Reggae Revolution. And I was on the air on Sunday nights from nine to midnight 
And I had people like Chris Blackwell, uh, who was the head of Island Records and Neville Garrick, who did all the artwork for all the Bob Marley album covers when his close personal friend, call in, you know, Bradley Knoll from Sublime would request songs so that he could record them. And then Sublime could rehearse those tunes and then perform them live. So I, I really never really took on uh, the mentor role or the teacher role, but I was really educating Southern California to this lesser known music called reggae music and ska. And I brought it to the mainstream in Southern California. And then when KNAC went heavy metal, uh, I had to move over to K-Rock. And then I was on KROQ from 1986 to 1991. And I was on Sunday nights before uh, Rodney on the Rock and Loveline. Those were two very yeah. popular programs in LA. So, and I was sandwiched right between them. So the little punky reggae party between, you know, Rodney on the rock and Roberto on the rock, we were reaching, you know, a massive audience at the time. And, and I was able to, you know, tour with UB40 and write liner notes for their dance hall album and go to Jamaica and do some really wonderful things outside of the scope of baseball but broadcasting was my foundation but then my love of baseball progressed you know when team italy was on the world baseball classic stage in 2012 i traveled to tirrenia italy which was the italian baseball academy and a yeah. gentleman by the name of bill holmberg was a major league scout uh, for the Cubs, and he became the ambassador for Major League Baseball in Europe and Africa. And he, you know, welcomed me to the academy with open arms, knew that I was Italian, was passionate about my Italian ancestry and roots and baseball. So it became a, a natural marriage between the two. And then in 2013, you know, Nick Punto is a neighbor of mine and Skip Schumacher also is a neighbor of mine. And now he's back where in St. Louis, but at the time, Nick Punto and Skip Schumacher were teammates for the Dodgers. Dodgers. And yeah. Remember that time they used to carpool together to Chavez Ravine from Orange County. And so, you know, I'd be seeing Nick Punto at Starbucks locally and like, punching him good luck and this that and the other and he you know played for team italy as well so what happened it really left a massive impact imprint on me so i went to little italy in san diego and i started an exhibition called artist tribute to italian americans in baseball and so Christopher Peluso caught wind of that and nice. he reached out to me and then he became the all-star, you know, portraying his wonderful art of Italian-American players. 
but I was paying tribute to the artists who portrayed their visions of these players. So I showcased a slew of Italian American artists, both West Coast and East Coast based, and had this exhibition in Little Italy. And what's beautiful about Little Italy, every baseball season as it begins, they put up these banners in Little Italy with all these Italian Americans up there. And you just kind of like look at it and kind of melt because the iconic legends, you know, the DiMaggio's, the Lazeri's, you know, these guys gave everything. And I then made a movie later called Italian American Baseball Family. It was based on this book by Professor Lawrence Baldassaro, the University of Milwaukee and uh, Beyond DiMaggio really showcased how Italians assimilated into American popular culture through the game of baseball and legitimized Italians who were looked down as foreign or dark or black. And so baseball leveled the playing field and it allowed Italians to become Americans through the game of baseball. They were no longer feared, but then welcomed as a result of the Tony Lazeri's and the Joe DiMaggio's of the world. So, so you, uh, this is the basis of, of the movie Italian American Baseball Family, which won the Russo Brothers National Italian American Foundation Film Forum Award in 2017. Uh, they put out a, a message saying, hey, we are looking for films documenting the Italian American experience. So I submitted my film and it was chosen as a finalist and I premiered it in Washington DC and it won the award. So I'm very proud of that. And I have been screening the film internationally. It was uh, also screened in Italy with Italian subtitles at the uh, Milan Film Festival. And then as you well know, I was the international ambassador between Fullerton, California and Tolo, Italy in honor of longtime resident Tommy Lasorda Tommy and Lasorda. his parents in Tolo, Italy. So uh, I established Tommy Lasorda Day in Fullerton and established the sister city relationship between Fullerton, California and Tolo, Italy. Which is phenomenal. And, and for those of you listening, that was a mouthful of great stuff that we want to know about. I promise you, as we promote this on our Instagram and our Twitter pages, I will make sure that you know where you can see these films or get access to them. I promise you this won't be just Roberto telling you it and you're writing it down going, where can I get it? I promise you we'll make sure that we we have access to it for you. So, um, which is phenomenal. Now, tell me a little bit more. Um, tell me a little bit more about Fullerton, Tommy Lasorda um, and Roberto. How did that kind of all come to be? And, uh, you know, give me a two or three, a three minute synopsis on that. Well, 
I approached Tommy Lasorda to be in my film, Italian American okay. Baseball Family. So I visit him at his house on two occasions. And my director of photography, Peter McElvey, was integral in capturing the look of the film. And I appreciate all his efforts coming with me on both occasions. And so we were welcome in, in Tommy's home. And he took delight in having the opportunity to reminisce about these years that had long gone past. And it just took him back where he was this ageless and just could reminisce about his experiences. So I was blessed to have that opportunity that took time out for me as a fellow Italian American. I grew up in La Habra, which was the city next to Fullerton. So I always admired from across the city limits, Tommy Lasorda as right. manager of the iconic Italian American baseball, you know, manager who I just adored. And he was very controversial as well. And he pushed people to their limits and made them believe that they could achieve. And therefore now we have Lasorda University, Lasorda Legacy, the current mm. exhibition at the Fullerton Museum. I advise and recommend all your viewers and listeners to get down to the Fullerton Museum before the end of the year so that they can take in both the National Baseball Hall of Fame and photographs collection as well as the Lasorda Legacy exhibition. So, so, you know, if they come out on December 10th, they'll have ample opportunity to see both films, the Italian American baseball family introducing Team Italy manager Mike Piazza and then peruse through the exhibition hall at Fullerton Museum. And I can double down on what Roberto just said. I've been there twice. I've seen it twice. I saw it on a on a private VIP screening um, night, uh, the Fullerton exhibit, I should say, where I met Roberto for the first time. And there was a number of people there, Bobby Valentine, Charlie Huff, uh, a number of former players. Uh, uh, Tommy's daughter was there. It was done so well. And then I saw it a second time when they had the Fullerton Day, the Tommy Sorted Day in Fullerton. And for those of you that are in Southern California, make time to go there find time and make time to go there because that is um that is beyond phenomenal and so um and roberto i'm going to talk to you offline about something that that top fan may be able to do to promote that a little bit but i think that that's that's absolutely breathtaking um so in the few minutes that we have left roberto you've lived just hearing your story about Italian-American, Italian-American baseball, how it all started, being a broadcaster, doing these films, meeting these wonderful people. Let me ask you this question. If you could sum up in two or three sentences your life within the realm of baseball and what you've been able to do between baseball and art with Christopher and everything like that, how would you sum it up? I mean, you've done some fantastic things that some people would only dream about. So how would you sum up in a couple of sentences 
your experience in life with baseball and and these wonderful things that have happened. The best has yet to come. This is a work wow. in progress. As long as Mike Piazza leads the Italian baseball revolution, I pledge allegiance <laughs> to Team Italy 24-7. My phone is always open as Tommy Lasorda's phone was open to Frank Sinatra in the middle of the night. So there is no end. As far as I'm concerned, so long I have God's blessing of good health and happiness, I will continue to do the work and not give up the fight. I absolutely love it. And and so what you're saying is Team Italy is going to come in second place this year behind Team USA. Is that what I heard you say? <laughs> I'm not making any predictions. All I'm telling you is often Team Italy is underestimated. Case in point, Mexico, remembering both the 2013 and the 2017 World Baseball Classics, those two games will go down as my all-time favorite games ever. I was at both games in attendance. And if that's any indication of what's to come in 2023, though Mexico, God bless them, are not in our category in the first round. The first round, right. You know, we're going to Taiwan. So, you know, we are not going to get lost in translation because we're going to leave our footprint on that field and we're going to give it all that we can. And we'll be thinking of Tommy Lasorda, you know, every swing. And, you know, he had enough courtesy to always take time out at spring training to speak to Team Italy and give them a motivational speech. And they took it to heart. Yeah. And who would it? Yeah. So the best is yet to come. I love it. So top fan rivalry followers, this is Roberto. Roberto, we need to have you on again because you have so many unique perspectives and what maybe we'll do is we'll have you on again and we'll bring in Christopher at the same time and the three of us maybe we can just have a conversation I think that'd be a lot of fun um, but I'd love to have you back on again to, to tell some of, more of your history if that'd be okay with you it'd be my pleasure thank you and so much for having me on it's been a joy you bet and top fan rivalry followers make sure that you not only listen to this but if you want more information about December 10th please I am the Top Fan Rivalry Instagram page. I will make sure I have all the details for you. Roberto will be there. I'll be there. Um, it'll be a good time. Uh, you know, if you're coming, make sure you stop by and say hi to me. I will direct you right to Roberto and let you talk to him and, and have a good time with him. He's a very approachable guy. He's a, just all kinds of fun. So, Roberto, I appreciate your time today. And and really, I, I thank you for telling your stories. And I look forward to having another conversation with you. Thank you. God bless you. Keep up you the good work. You as well. Work. Thank you. Ciao for